0: Play the star-studded game where knowledge is king and lady luck is king. Live from the 8-Bit Studio in Brisbane, Australia, it's the Internet's most exciting half-hour of video game trivia. Welcome to the Hungry Game Show. And now, your humble host, Brandon White.
1: Thank you for that fantastic intro, Truck Fresh. And good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Hungry Game Show. We're talking about a podcast testing some of the best and brightest minds from within the video game community about their favorite game. And on the seventh episode of The Hungry Game Show, our battle will be focused on one of the biggest franchises from the nineties. Some might call it platforming perfection. Others might get upset about the constant monkeying around. We're talking about none other than Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Conquest. And today's competitor needs little introduction. He's a Nintendo and motorsport tragic who loves to burn rubber in-game and on the track. July 1st might very well be his favourite day of the year. The rumoured long-lost son of Nigel Mansell and keeper of the score. You can find him at Jamie Petting on the socials. Mr. Jamie Petting, welcome to the Hungry Game
2: Show. How you doing, mate? Oh, what an intro. No, I'm good. I'm good. Glad to be here
1: mate we are very happy to have you here you are the seventh contestant on the hungry game show and uh, yeah as, as mentioned that lead-in we are tackling donkey kong country 2 diddy's conquest did you want to maybe shed a little bit of light on on your experience with this game why why you selected this title and maybe maybe a little bit of other history about yourself
2: so donkey kong country 2 it's 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 basically my favorite game of all time it it, it is one of the best games of all time the Platforming is perfect. The sound is perfect. Uh, it holds a lot of nostalgia for me because it's one of the games that I remember completing with my brother back in the day. Uh, I never owned the cartridge. We always used to go down to the video store and mm-hmm. rent it out all the time. And I just remember back then, we we took it, got it out for a week and we got to the very end and we had to take it back even though we just... Didn't quite finish it, no. so we so we had to convince mum to get it out again, and we finished it the next day. So it's 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 got a lot of lot of memories. It's one of the yeah games that I remember completing for the first time. So and like we were only school kids back then, so it's um, yeah it's it's a brilliant game.
1: It it really is, and I've got to ask, I guess who was who was Diddy and who was Dixie in in this playthrough? Like, I'm assuming he's had your assigned characters.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, I I always played as Dixie. Okay, I I, yep. I, I just love that helicopter spin.
1: Oh yeah, it With just that makes hair back and forth. You can't beat that.
2: <laughs> it just makes things so much easier. I know Diddy, I know Diddy's faster, but Dixie's a lot more um, easier to control in the air.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Nah, it's it is it is a classic and i have similar memories um i played it through with my sister as we were kids similar situation and um yeah we hired it at first from video 2000 back in the day and my mum was working there luckily so we sort of got first right of refusal for, for anything that came in so uh so we gave that a bit of a crack and we ultimately ended up getting it i think for for our birth like one of our birthdays later in that um like later the following year as well and um yeah, it's it's just a gem. Uh, you know, one of the best games in, in Rare's pretty extensive back catalog and uh I'm hoping we see some more uh over the over the coming years. Maybe another another jump instead of sort of remakes and things, we'll do a fresh, you know, DK offshoot and, and bring them all back for for another another run around.
2: I'd love to see a new DK game and Tropical Freeze on on Switch even though it was a port from the Wii U. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic game. It might be hard for some people but it's it's definitely a, I think, a fantastic game
1: 100 100 it's it's a fantastic little port and it plays so well on the switch and you can only imagine how smooth a, a new donkey kong iteration would be on the switch just holding out hope holding out hope but we'll see nintendo do some pretty unique things and interesting decisions sometimes so we'll see if we end up getting some some more donkey kong country down the line but uh yeah so the hungry game show uh the way the way it's structured it's going to be broken into two parts the first section of the podcast is a multiple choice round so it's going to be one question with four potential correct answers in there um and you get two points per correct answer for the multiple choice and then we finish with a rapid fire round where it's just you know single answer to the question one point for a correct answer to uh help you along your journey today jamie you do have two lifelines available But bear in mind uh, that using a lifeline limits you to a maximum of one point awarded, uh, but that is across both the multiple choice and the rapid fire. So if you use a a lifeline in rapid fire, you're still going to get the full one point, but um, yeah, you'll get the two if you're going to go it alone. Those are multiple choice, uh, uh, those lifelines available, sorry. You do have phone my friend, Uh, which is where I'm going to call a random person for within my phone contacts list for support and assistance. Obviously, support and assistance may vary. They may have played the game. They may have never played the game. They may have never played a game in their life, or they could be very, very tragic, uh, you know, Donkey Kong Country fanatics as well. So that is a little bit of a dice roll there. And then the other one, 50-50, I think it's fairly self-explanatory. We're going to uh, remove two incorrect answers, increasing your chance of picking that correct answer from 25% up to 50% you could utilize it in the rapid fire. It hasn't been done yet and I haven't really worked out how I'd worked it. in. Maybe it's just like a strong hint. Maybe you get like a strong clue for your 50-50 there, but otherwise it's probably best to use that in the multiple choice. But have you got any, any other questions, anything you want to raise before maybe we get rocking and rolling here on
2: episode seven? No, I think we're all good.
1: All right, beautiful. I'll give you one quick uh, last rundown as far as the current leaderboard with where things are at for the previous contestants so uh last place uh has a score of 21 out of 40 and that's salim the dream abraham uh second last place we've got andrew clayton who uh adamantly tackled uh pokemon red and blue who's uh on 27 points equal third place sees miss ali hart and jack cruz occupying those spots on 30 points second place is currently held by a subpar lover on 30.5 points and the current leader of this season of The Hungry Game Show is John O'Peck on 32.5 points. So it's a big score you've got to try and tackle, but it's not impossible. This is your favorite game of all time. So I'm feeling feeling confident you can give that 32.5 a run. So uh, y- you're ready to try and uh, become the champion of The Hungry Gamers? Yeah, let's do it. Mate, all right, let's do it. Let's start things off with a bit of tense music to get that uh, get that energy going. Question number one. The game starts with Diddy Kong on a pirate ship. He discovers a note from Captain K. Rule stating he has kidnapped Donkey Kong. What is his demands for the safe return of Donkey Kong? A. Surfing lessons with Funky Kong B. A cheese and bacon fillet burger box with extra salt and the chips from KFC C. The 4K Blu-ray Jurassic Park box set or D. The entire banana hoard <laughs> What is his demands for the safe return of Donkey Kong?
2: I don't know if K. Rule would be keen on KFC. Everybody's got to be keen on KFC. I don't mind a bit of KFC, but I don't know if he would. (laughs) He's missing out. (laughs) Um, So it's D, the banana horde. You're going to go D? Yeah. All right,
1: let's consult here with the judges and see how you start things off today on Episode 7 of the Hungry Game Show. Flawless victory. You are 100% correct, my friend. I know there was a couple there that were you know, a little little more suspect than others, but I figured we'd start, we'd start things off on the right note. You're batting 100. You got two points out of two points. Let's move on to question number two. What is the name of the first level within Donkey Kong Country 2? A. Top Sale Trouble. B. Main Brace Mayhem. C. Pirate Panic. Or D. Lock Jaws Locker. What is the name of the first level in the game?
2: So they're all levels from the first world. Uh, But the very first level in the first world is Pirate Panic.
1: So you're going to go with C, Pirate Panic?
2: Yeah, go with C.
1: Okay. Let's see how that stacks up. C, Pirate Panic. You are correct again, two for two. Obviously, this is the where you are going to meet uh, Dixie Kong for the first time in the game. You're also reintroduced to Rambi the Rhino. So uh, you are correct. They all for, uh, are levels from the, the first world. And yeah, Pirate Panic is 1-1, uh, one, one, you could say. So, uh, mate, two for two. You're setting a good pace. You're uh, chasing Jono's score down one question at a time. Question number three. Still on the topic of levels, how many total levels and worlds are there? a 50 levels across 8 worlds B 50 levels across 10 worlds C 52 levels across 8 worlds or D 52 levels across 10 worlds How many total levels and worlds are there within the game?
2: Okay, so for worlds we've got Gangplank, Gangplank Galleon Crocodile Cauldron Creme Key. Crazy Kremlin Glammy Gulch, K Rules Keep, Flying Croc, and The Lost World. So that's eight. How many levels? What were the options for the eight worlds?
1: Okay, so the the options you have for the eight
2: worlds is either fifty levels or fifty two levels. going to lock in 52 levels,
0: 8 worlds.
1: 52 levels, 8 worlds. So you're going to go with C? Yeah.
0: Alright. Let's see how that stacks up. That is correct.
1: You are correct. 3 for 3. Bang on the money. The math checks out. Mate, you're doing really well. 100% right now. You feeling good? You're yeah. Feeling
2: relaxed? You're getting into that groove? Yeah, getting into
1: it. Getting into it. Nice. Let's see if we can keep that groove going here with question number 4. As we know, there are an assortment of bosses within Donkey Kong Country 2. Funnily enough, all of their names begin with the letter K. Who are the first three bosses in the order you face them? A. Crow, followed by King Zing, followed by Creepy Crow. B. Crow, followed by Cleaver, followed by Cudgel. C. Cleaver, followed by Creepy Crow, followed by King Zing. Or D. King Kong, followed by Kourtney Kardashian, followed by Kit Harington.
2: <laughs> oh, those last three are... Uh, they would certainly be unique, would they?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I can only imagine. Like, And how do you kill Kit Harington? Like, Jon Snow just keeps getting brought back from the
2: dead? <laughs> okay, so the first three bosses, they are Crow, Cleaver, and Cudgel
1: crow cleaver and cudgel so you're going to lock in b yes all right let's see how you go with this one mate correct again four for four 100 correct in how it goes as far as the bas- uh, the boss orders there obviously then you're following up with with kings in creepy crow and then uh captain k rule uh, as your as your final big bad there so mate well done four for four let's uh move on to question number five and see if we can keep this momentum going what is the name of the school teacher at Kong College? A. Wrinkly Kong, B. Cranky Kong, C. King Kong, or D. Awesome Kong? Uh,
2: okay. So, there's well, there's there's no King Kong. There's no. Well, they're all awesome, but there's not in this case. <laughs> uh, so and Cranky Kong runs the museum, so it'll be Wrinkly Kong. You're gonna go with a wrinkly kong yes all right let's see let's consult with the judges Flawless
1: victory. the logic checks out obviously yeah king kong is the uh the giant primate beast from uh film and various stories and uh awesome kong was a female professional wrestler so oh, there you go. she certainly was not uh the school teacher at kong college unless maybe she's looking for a new profession <laughs> uh, but anyway mate you are well on your way five for five maximum of ten points so far uh we're going to move on to question number six it's a bit of a longer worded one too so uh, let me know if anything doesn't come through or make sense okay when starting a new file the player has the option to choose between one or two player modes the original super nintendo version also has two hidden modes which can be accessed by pressing down on the control pad a number of times one of these is music test what is the other a you can play the original 1981 donkey kong game B. You are able to play as Captain K. rule. C. Cheat
2: mode or D. Super duper easy mode so you can only do this from that screen and you press down to a few times to get to the cheats mode so lock in C cheats mode I'm liking the logic here
1: and so do the judges Cheat mode is correct, and uh, yeah, you are you are correct on that. So yeah, you press uh, you press down five times um, from from music test uh, options, and uh, yeah, in the Game Boy Advance version, actually the mode was renamed to just cheats, and is accessed from the options submenu. So uh, I, I miss little things like this in games where there are these little sort of sneaky nuggets where if you press a certain number of buttons or a certain combination before the game starts, it opens up something else. More more games need to bring that back.
2: Yeah, I, I think so too. Like I can still remember using a cheat code in Donkey Kong Country 3 and I, yeah. still, I still know how to do that. So <laughs> um, yeah, but um, yeah, I think they should bring it back. Like, 100%, man. Just stuff to modify the game to, to how you want to play it. I mean, yeah. why not?
1: Yeah, exactly. I think that's I'm with you. Like games are about the, the player experience. So if you can give them some choice and freedom in how they experience that game, I think I think everybody wins. Obviously, there's probably more coding than they do factor in, but they can make it work. <laughs> All right. Question number seven. How many animal buddies are in the game? A, six, B, seven, C, eight, or D, nine. How many animal buddies are in the game Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Conquest?
2: I knew this question was going to come. Okay. So... <laughs> I'm just thinking back to the level animal antics because most of them are there. So there'll be Rambi, Engard, Mm -hmm. Squitter, Mm -hmm. Squawks, Rattly, Mm -hmm. and then there's Clapper, there's Glimmer, and Quarks. So that's 8, So I'm gonna lock in C8.
0: Alright,
2: let's consult with the judges
1: here. You're going with 8. C8. You are correct again. And um, funnily enough, you, you've kind of uh, awarded yourself a bonus point before I even got to ask the question. So <laughs> I was going to say, name at least four of those animal buddies. You named all of them. So uh, you're getting that as well. Huh, there and there you um, Yeah, I think I'm going to actually give you an extra point, like an extra half point there to uh, keep you going on the right track because you nailed all of them. So uh, <laughs> yeah, mate, you are you are on cracking pace at the moment. You haven't lost or dropped a point since we've started. So uh, I think uh, I think Jono's score is in sight and uh, Saleem the Dream is certainly in sight. So he's certainly <laughs> not going to be coming last. So uh, let's move on to question number eight. In Cranky's Video Game Hero Awards, under the sign reading No Hopers lies a piece of merchandise from another famous video game franchise. What is this piece of merchandise? A, Mario's red hat. B, Sonic's red shoes. C. Crash Bandicoot's red shoes, or D. Samus's red helmet. A okay. piece of merchandise lies under the sign reading "No Hopers in Cranky's video game hero awards segment.
2: Okay, so there's there's actually two franchises there, and that's, one of them. That's my fact next. Get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, that would be Sonic's Red Shoes.
1: So, you're going to go with B, Sonic's Red Shoes? Yeah.
2: All
1: right, let's check with the judges. You are 110% correct. And before you jump in and steal my thunder with with the facts, there is a few more uh, cameo appearance of non-Nintendo characters. Uh, obviously, yeah, Sonic's Shoes are one. We see Earthworm Jim's gun. And tights by a trash can with this uh, beside the no hope of sign, and also in the monkey museum there is a poster with Thunder, who is obviously uh, one of the lead characters from the game Killer Instinct. So, a couple of nice little cameos there, mate. You are on fire at the moment. Let's see if we can keep this going for question number nine. So uh, we've got. After question number nine, we've got two more full questions in multiple choice and a bonus question riddled in there as well. So you've only got a handful of questions left for this, but at the moment, you're not needing to use these lifelines. So <laughs> mate, just just keep them in the back pocket for a rainy day. Yeah. They might carry on to future iterations, who knows? <laughs> All right, question number nine. As is tradition, here comes the broader pop culture question. Think back to 1995 outside of a nine-year-old Brendan running around the bush shooting guns and having fun there was one song and one movie that stood above all others what was the number one film at the box office for the year and what was the number one song on the end of year billboard charts for 1995 A Toy Story as the film and Kiss from a Rose uh, by Seal as the song B Apollo 13 as the film and Creep by TLC as the song c batman and robin as the film and waterfalls by tlc as the song or d batman forever as the film and gangster's paradise by coolio as the song what was the number one grossing movie at the box office for the year of 1995 and the number one song for that
2: year okay i figured this is the one that i was going to be get tripped up on so, I think in this case, I might use the
1: 50-50. You're going to use the 50-50? Yeah. Okay. Do you know, are you leaning any particular way at the moment or you, you sort of got some idea? You don't have to disclose. You can keep that under your hat because the 50-50 machine can be a little bit of a bastard and, and potentially skew it one way or another. So, I'll just uh, I'll just run the 50-50 here.
0: Pip,
1: <laughs> And we are left with C. Batman and Robin and Waterfalls by TLC or D, Batman Forever and Gangster's Paradise by Coolio? Uh,
2: I knew it was going to be a Batman movie. Um, oh, and I did look this up at one point thinking this might happen. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I'm... F- I'm thinking... I'm thinking it's Batman Forever and Gangster's Paradise. Okay, so you're leaning towards D? Mm, I'm just trying to think, think back to when I was looking. Was Robin in the title? I don't think Robin was in the title. So, yeah, I'm just going to lock in D... Batman Forever and Gangsters Paradise.
1: All right, let's see how you go there. The, the logic checks out, and you're at 50-50. So you got your maximum one point on the line here, and you get that one point. Uh, yeah, so there was a little bit of a swerve there. So Batman and Robin didn't come out till 1997, so it was two years later. Yeah, Batman Forever grossed 184 million at the box office that year. Uh, Apollo 13 was number two with 172 million, and then Toy Story is number three with 158 million. And uh, from the song standpoint, TLC came in at number two and number three for Waterfalls and Creep, respectively. But uh, yeah, Gangster's Paradise by Coolio, which is still an absolute banger of a track to this day, was the number one song in the Billboard uh, end of of year uh, charts. So, mate, well done. You are on fire at the moment. Nothing is stopping you from ascending to the top of the mountain here at the Hungry Game Show. So let's move on to question number 10. In the final battle with K. rule he uses three different puffs of smoke, which all have different effects. Which of these is not a colour of smoke seen-slash-used? A. Yellow B. Red C. Purple Or D. Blue Which of these is not a colour of smoke seen-slash-used in the final battle with Captain K. rule
2: Okay, so, first one, what does he do, the first one is blue, because blue freezes you, and you can't move, next one is red, because I think red, I can't remember what red does, but but then, and then the last one is purple, because it reverses your controls so it must be yellow so i'll lock in a yellow
1: you're going to lock in a yellow yep i'm liking the logic there and the breakdown on on reasoning uh let's see if the judges agree too
0: that is correct
1: you are 100 correct there my friend so the full two points uh and yeah the bonus bonus question here for one point obviously uh you, you mentioned the colors there uh and you've mentioned two of those uh, effects that the the, oh, the, no. the smokes have on them. To be completely honest, I said you'd need to answer two of them in my notes here. Oh. You've done that. So you get the point.
2: <laughs> I, thought uh, I, thought I just I'd couldn't couldn't remember what that red one did.
1: The red one uh, makes you it move extremely slow. Ah, so that's you go from frozen to slightly less frozen to yeah, reversing the controls. The the, the reverse controls mechanic in games just melts my brain sometimes it really hurts me on some of these games but i love it i love it
2: oh uh, it, it i just yeah, remember yeah playing that as a kid and having the controls reverse it's just like uh, what, what do i do and it was so hard to avoid those purple i used to think they were ice like you'd shoot ice out and it was i never actually thought it was smoke back then but yeah it makes sense
1: <laughs> it does make sense it does yeah. make sense indeed Alright mate We've got one final question In the multiple choice Uh, We've still got the Phone My Friend Lifeline In the back pocket But uh, after we do this Final multiple choice question We'll give you a little bit Of a score update And then we'll move into The rapid fire Yeah You ready for the final Multiple choice? Yep let's go Yeah yeah This is a question From Swanky Kong's Bonus Bonanza Which of these enemies Also appeared In Donkey Kong Country? A Neek the Rat B Zinger the Wasp. C. Craig the T-Rex. Or D. Cannon the Crocodile.
2: I love how you decided to put... Because it was a dinosaur in... Putting Craig in. Just couldn't help myself. <laughs>
1: couldn't help myself. Product placement is key, you know?
2: <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there were... Um, yeah, Nicks weren't in the first game. And... Yeah, the other one, yeah, it wasn't either. So, it'd be Zingers. Zingers. you to go Zing the Wasps? Zing yep. of the Wasps? Yep, they will be All right. Zingers.
1: That's B, Zing of the Wasp. I wish Craig the T-Rex was in there. <laughs> but uh, sadly, couldn't come to a licensing agreement. But, mate, you are 100% correct. So, yeah, they, they first appeared in the original Donkey Kong Country and they're probably the most commonly found enemies and you, you first encountered them in Ropey Rampage way back when. Uh, but yeah, the other commons is obviously your naughties, your neckies, and your slippers. But yeah, Zinger the Wasp, you are correct. So that brings us to the end of the multiple choice round. And would you like to know where you're currently sitting, or do you want to wait to the very end for your score? Nah,
2: no, nah, let me know. Let me know.
1: Okay. Well, uh, at the moment, obviously, I mentioned that Salim the Dream is in dead last place on 21 points. You are above that score right now. You are sitting on 23.5 points at the end of the multiple choice round. So you are well on your way, as I said, to dethroning Jono himself, uh, sitting at the top of the leaderboard there. So if you keep the momentum going, you could almost come close to a perfect score, which I never thought we'd see here at the Hungry Game Show. It's only been six episodes, but mate, some of the talent <laughs> I've had on here, I've, I've really doubted uh, you know, the mind share out there. But mate, you are proving them wrong today. 23.5 after the multiple choice you ready to jump into some rapid fire?
2: Yeah, let's let's go.
1: Hell yeah. Remember, you've still got foam, my friend. You don't need to use it if you don't want to. You could keep that in the back pocket. Maybe if you don't use it, it's going to be awarded as a bonus point just for being <laughs> some kind of badass. So we'll see. You know, it's pretty fast and loose around here, but let's see. Rapid fire question number one. Donkey Kong Country 2 was the second highest selling game of 1995. What game finished as the first?
2: Yoshi's Island.
1: You are correct. How many bananas are you required to collect to earn an extra life? 100. That is also correct. What is different about the animals in the game compared to the original Donkey Kong Country?
2: Uh, So in the original, there was only Rambi, Espresso and Winky. And Espresso and Winky weren't in Donkey Kong Country 2. I'll, I'll rephrase oh, that because okay.
1: you, are, you, are, you are technically correct, yep. but um, what is different about, I guess, when you're playing with the animals in Donkey Kong Country 2?
2: There was no charge attack.
1: That's correct. And uh, I was also looking for you can obviously become slash control them in specific parts of the game too. What is the name of the spider helper within Donkey Kong Country 2? You've um. already mentioned him, <laughs> so this, I think, is a slam dunk for you. That will be Squidder. That is Squidder. It's its first appearance in the franchise. What is the maximum completion percentage you can achieve in a game?
2: 102%.
1: You are correct. And obviously that is achieved by completing all levels and bosses, completing all bonus challenges, collecting all DK coins within the Lost World, and visiting each of the four Kong family members at least once. What area of the game is a mixture of roller coasters, beehives, brambles, and swamp? That'd be Crazy Kremlin. Mate, you are on fire. Put this man out. How many creme coins must you pay Clubber to gain access to the Lost World?
2: Uh, You have to pay 15 each time, so that'd be 75.
1: Mate, you are correct. You are very correct. I would have taken the 15, but you went there and grabbed the rest of it too. You can obviously try and and, uh, fight him through gameplay, but that obviously doesn't end too well because you get uh, absolutely wizard by his giant-ass club. But, uh, mate, you are fire at the moment. Next one. What was the game score given by IGN? It's a score out of 10.
2: It was your... Was this the original review?
1: This is the original review.
2: Yeah. Oh. I have a number in my head, but I don't know if that's the original review. I'm going to say... I'm just going to go with my original thought
1: 8.8 8. <laughs> mate that is correct my goodness gracious I thought here I go I'm finally going to be able to document another point but lo and behold you woof me again all right how many different types of enemies are there in the game not including bosses
2: oh jeez. okay um wow okay. Whew, okay okay I'm just I'm just that sounds good I am going to say 18.
1: That is incorrect. There's actually 26 different types uh. of enemies, but that's okay. You can't win them all, but you are winning <laughs> just about all of them. Question number 11 in the multiple uh, in the rapid fire round, sorry. According to the game's composer David Wise, the beginning of Bayou Boogie sounds very familiar to the sounds heard by a particular famous music artist using a Roland CR seventy eight. What is that song and or the artist
2: who performs said song? Oh. No, this one's oh. I can hear I can hear it in my head. I can hear the music. But I can't think of who what What was the inspiration? All right. I don't know who's going to know this. Let's do the phone, my friend.
1: Phone, my friend? Yeah. Okay. We will pause this right now and uh, I'm going to try make a quick phone call. As I said, we are are recording this at 9.51 a.m. on a Thursday. So, we do run the risk of uh, potential uh non-answers because uh people be working people still might be sleeping i wish i was still sleeping uh, yeah i had a real rough sleep last night but let's let's try our first uh first caller said success may or may not vary here depending on who answers and what they may or may
0: not know hey brother what's going on
1: hey good morning that is mr matt tilby on the phone i believe. Yes, it is. G'day. Welcome to the Hungry Game Show. You are the phone, my friend, uh, companion here for Mr. Jamie Penning. We are smashing through Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Conquest at the moment. He is writing all kinds of records with the paces on, but uh, we've gotten to a particular question, which is a little bit of a stumper. We haven't had many of these, but uh, yeah, so we thought we'd call you in, maybe rope in a bit of your uh, knowledge on on gaming, And, and I've got to ask, have you played much of the Donkey Kong Country franchise. Are you familiar with this title? Are you pretty intimate with knowledge on this one?
0: Uh, look, I've played it a little bit, probably not recently. That's the, uh, the issue there. I've been playing number one, so it came out on the uh, on the Switch recently, but two is, uh, I guess, a little bit distant in my memory, but I'll try my best.
1: That's okay. Well, well the question, uh, to make things a little bit tenser, I'll put a bit more music back on here. Uh, <laughs> so, So full disclosure, Uh, Jamie can hear you. You can't hear Jamie. So if you want to say anything between one another, I can act as the conduit. But the question is, according to the game's composer, which is David Wise, the beginning of Bayou Boogie sounds very familiar and very similar to sounds heard by a particular famous musical artist who uses a Roland CR78. So the question is, what is that song, or who is that artist? And uh, I'll give you guys a couple of little, little, little breadcrumbs here. So, it is an English, perf- uh, English artist, short in stature, can play the drums pretty well, and um, oh. it's a very unique, unique sound. And uh, this isn't the song that he did but he's also done a song for the lion king soundtrack but this isn't the song in question i'm talking about so there's a couple of couple of clues think it out talk it out i can act as a conduit between the two
0: what you've got Ooh. um i mean what's coming to mind might have been phil collins but that's what
2: i thought too Ooh. yeah after you've given that
0: yikes for some reason i thought brian Eno, but but i'm not even sure if he's british um Ooh. Phil Collins makes yeah. makes sense. Phil Collins is sticking out to me so far. What's, uh, you, what's you guys? Jamie are, you guys are
1: both talking Phil Collins. You both sort of had a bit of a simultaneous light bulb moment there, and Phil Collins was the the man on both your lips. So yeah, that could be a piece of this puzzle. But can you think of the song?
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh
0: no! I mean, unless it's uh, I can I can feel it yeah, coming.
2: that's what I'm thinking um, too. That's what I'm thinking too.
0: But that's yeah, I'm I'm drawing a blank on the song, but I'm I, I you, do think you one be...
2: last clue. The
1: song was also used in *The Hangover*, and Mike Tyson loved it in the movie. Oh, like yeah. In the *Hangover* yeah. franchise.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know the actual name of the song, but uh, is it like I can feel it coming yeah. in the air? In the can, air tonight? By, yeah yeah. Um, Phil Collins.
2: Yeah, can you feel it coming in the air tonight by Phil Collins? Yep. That that lines
1: up. So you guys are both in agreement on Phil Collins and in the air tonight. Is that where you want to put the the eggs in the basket?
0: It sounds good to me.
2: I'm I'm, I'm happy to go with that.
1: Thanks, Matt. Jamie, you're rubber stamping in the air tonight by Phil Collins? Yep, we'll go with that. Alright, let's consult the judges and see if you guys are correct or if you're just a pair of losers. Flawless victory. You are very correct. Uh, it is an absolute belter of a track. I probably gave away too many hints, but uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, it was a tough question. Like uh, I, I doubt many people have, in the back um, of their mind, artists who uses these Roland CR-78 bloody you know, noise effects machines. So, uh, we got there. How are you feeling?
2: I can, I can definitely hear the intro and know Please. that... It's-, <laughs>
0: it's more than anything, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, I can definitely hear the intro and yeah, it's definitely very similar to to that song
1: it's so good and just um just some of the noise effects in that song you know ah, mm. remember with the real bloody yeah. distorted <laughs> voicing and the big drum beat break into and oh my goodness it is a belter of a track i might put some in right about here on the podcast uh, but hopefully phil doesn't come and sue us <laughs> but uh matt's helby thank you for taking the call mate thank you for uh helping jamie here get the full one point for this question he is on an absolute blistering pace at the moment to uh you know potentially end as the champion here at the Hungry Game show. But is there anything either of yourselves wanna to, wanna to say before you go? I guess I'll throw it over to you first, Jamie, and then I'll jump back to you, Matt, and, and relay whatever has said between.
2: I'll just say thanks. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for your help.
1: You said thanks, Matt, thanks for your help. Devin Booker is not the goat. but uh, pull your head in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's he's got some things to uh to realise if he you know being here on, on 8-Bit, but uh, all the best to him for the rest of the uh, <laughs> the campaign.
1: That's it. Nah, he's, he's tracking well and uh, looking forward to getting you on a future episode. But Tilby, I guess this is where we say goodbye for now. You enjoy your Thursday and uh, enjoy that new, uh, that humble abode that you are residing in. Hope's so all's as well. And I'll see you on the podcasts real soon.
0: Awesome, mate. Take care.
1: Much love. All right, mate. You got there. Crushed it. Yeah. Feeling got- good?
2: Yeah, yeah. No, we're, we're, we're tracking well
1: okay all right we are tracking well i'm hoping you're not like i know you're a bit of a numbers man so i hope you're not running these numbers at the same time no so I, I have a no I, I have no idea <laughs> all right let's get back in so we've got a small handful of questions left so uh let's see if you can finish this out strong how many levels have an enemy name in their title
2: oh okay okay so There's Lockjaw's Locker. That's one. There is... Go through... Cannon's Claim. That's two. Okay. Are you counting boss fights? Um, no. Okay. All right. So here we go... Oh, I going. Crockhead Head Clamber. So you've got three so far. Robo Slime Climb. Hornet Hole. Target Terra and Scramble, Ricky Race, My Hole Marsh, moving on, No, Glenny, my Torn Hall, Gusty Blade, Parachute Panic, Wetwoods, No, Arctic Abyss, Windy Well, Castle Crush, Clouded Cavern, Chainlink Chamber, Toxic Tower, No, Screech's Sprint. To give
1: you an idea, it's it's more than three and less than ten.
2: So what have we got so far? We've got lockjaw. You've tools. got four so far. So You've got- given
1: me Crockhead, Clamber, screecher Sprint, Lockjaw's Locker, and uh, Cannon's, Cannons, Cannons Claim.
2: Claim. And then in the Lost World, so Jungle Jinx, Black Ice Battle, Clobber Carnage. Yeah. So Fire Furnace, Atlantic, Soas. So, so Lockjaw's Locker, Cannon's Claim...
1: That gives you five, you've it's said so, so far. Th- yeah. Is there more or are you going to sit on five?
2: No, nah, I'm going to sit on five. You're going to sit on five. Mate, that
1: is correct. And I was going to ask for at least three of those. You've given me all five. So that is another point. You're uh, just the oracle at the moment as far as how this game's playing out. All right. Question number 13. Which famous rapper sampled the level Haunted House in their mixtape? And that mixtape is titled, If You're Reading This, It's Too Late which famous rapper sampled the level of Haunted House in their
2: mixtape? Oh, who did this? Who did this? Who? who? Who, oh, I've got a few names, but I'm just, was it, okay. I'm thinking if it was, was it, was it Kanye? I think it's either Kanye West, Snoop Dogg, or M&M. I might, I might just go with my original thought. I'll go Kanye West.
1: You're going to go Kanye West? Yeah. That is incorrect. It was actually Drake. So the oh. Canadian superstar yeah. Drizzy Drake sampled Haunted Chase in their mixtape. If you're reading this, it's too late. Yeah. All right. Next question. What type of barrel that was in the original Donkey Kong Country was removed in Donkey Kong Country 2.
2: Oh, what type of barrel?
1: That was in the original Donkey Kong Country, ended up being removed in Donkey Kong Country 2. So there's still...
2: Oh. Um. Oh, what type of barrel was removed? Oh, this is tricky. I'm just trying to think of the original. What right. what, what what was in it? Because ah, uh, there were fuel barrels in the original. There were fuel barrels that you had to do on certain levels to keep the um, keep one of the um, like the motorized platforms going. Oh, there was oil drums as well. There was oil drums. Was there oil drums in the? Yeah, there was
1: what type of barrel that was in the original donkey kong country was removed in donkey kong country 2 um,
2: i'm gonna go yeah fuel barrels
1: you're gonna go with fuel barrels yeah sorry that is incorrect it's actually steel barrels and they were then brought back into donkey kong country 3 double trouble yeah all right second last question of the game my friend What is the name of the bird that races squawks in the last area of the game? Uh, Screech. That is correct. And the very last question of this episode of The Hungry Game Show. What button do you press to roll or cartwheel, pick up a barrel or to run? That
2: would be the Y button.
1: Mate, that is correct. All right. So we are done. We have finished things up here. And do you want to know where you finished up?
2: oh of course <laughs> so
1: obviously after multiple choice you were sitting on 23.5 points uh, well ahead of Salim the Dream with the rapid fire in the back pocket so in fourth place Andrew Clayton was on 27 points you finished above that equal third was on 30 you finished above that second place with 30.5 points from subpar lover you finished above him and first place currently was John Opec, who who's on 32.5 points but, mate, Jamie, you finished on 36.5 points. You are the current champion of The Hungry Game Show. Congratulations, mate. That was that was just like watching a master at work as you were sort of cutting your way through this. I sit there going, I probably needed to find some harder questions <laughs> because it looked all too easy.
2: Oh, I'm kicking myself over that steel barrel question because, yeah, that all makes sense now. But, yeah, it's good to be on top.
1: Mate, you are well out in front so you're four points clear of second place so anyone that's going to come for that title needs to be just about perfect and um as as you've shown it can be done but it's it's not easy uh how did how did you feel about that was there a couple of ones that test you or was for the most of it you it was pretty smooth sailing it felt
2: most most of it was pretty good it was like the the little details like that um the one where the hornet chase was sampled and and um yeah just the the little music intricacies and it was probably the ones that that tripped me up the most
1: i was impressed by the uh the ign 8.8 score pool that you did as well oh. because <laughs> there's a lot of gaming outlets that review these games and for you to you to land on it that was that was impressive and then also just been able to rattle off levels and enemy types just like it's nothing it mm. was it was a sight to behold mate so congratulations you are the current leader of this season of the hungry game show uh if you stay that way by the end of the season we'll get you get you a nice prize maybe a crown or something who knows it's <laughs> gonna be it's gonna be fancy whatever it is mate but uh yeah anything you want to say before we, we close this episode down and uh you know shut down the studio
2: for another fortnight no no it's just it's just been a lot of fun
1: mate it has been a lot of fun and, and i love this too because i learn a lot from it um not only with putting these things together but the, the facts that get thrown back at me and just the knowledge that people can just pull from the recesses of their mind on characters and levels and, and little factoids. It's, it's really fun. So, uh, mate, thank you for taking the time out of your Thursday to, uh, to jump into the Hungry Game Show studio here and congratulations again for, uh, you know, making your way to the top. Uh, you know, heavy is the head that wears the crown. So we'll see who's gunning for you. In future episodes, uh, episode eight actually is going to see Dane Peavy step into the trivia battle arena to tackle Celeste. So we'll see how his knowledge is for uh, for that absolute gem. So uh, yeah, that'll be coming out a few weeks after this. But yeah, man, thanks for stopping by. Obviously, we can find you at Jamie Penning on the
2: socials. Anything else you want to
1: plug before we we close things down, man? No, no,
2: that's that's pretty much it. You can find me find me there where you said, and um, yeah that's it hell
1: yeah maybe maybe find you online uh, crushing many a Mario Kart tournament or something like that too I'd imagine oh, if
2: I get the opportunity to I might just hop on
1: ooh yeah alright so uh, yeah this brings us to the end of episode 7 of the Hungry Game Show uh, obviously listeners thank you for always stopping on by be sure to rate, review, subscribe us as well as the, all the other podcasts in the hashtag 8bitcollective or the other podcasts you listen to on the reg because those reviews help keep the emotional lights on in our hearts but until next time 8bit nation may your answers be true